Let's go to God in prayer. Father, we do worship your holy name. We know that you are set apart. You are righteous. You are the light in you. There is no darkness at all. And Father, we just are humbled and we're grateful that you would have really honestly anything to do with us. Uh, We are so not like you in our flesh. But thank you for being willing to love us, to draw us near to you, to forgive us of our sins, to uh, bring us back when we start straying and give us compassion, show us what true love really is. We can't thank you enough. We could sing songs every day for the rest of our lives and couldn't express our gratitude for you. Father, I just pray that this morning we can use this time to draw near to you. Father, I pray you draw near to us and that we can leave here with a heart just more and more open to who you are and to really being your ambassadors in this world. Thank you, Lord, for your love, your compassion, and your generosity towards us. And we pray this in the name of your amazing son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Draw near to God. That has been our theme uh, throughout the whole year, and we've actually stuck to it. So amen to that. Uh, And the, the passage that we get that from is in James 4, and that'll be our main passage for this morning. We have, a, as Kendall mentioned, a, a little bit of a brief kind of sermon and communion together this morning. And uh, I got my timer on, so I'm going to make sure I don't go over. But this is our theme, drawing near to God. And, and just to kind of give you a quick little reminder, uh, I think something next, this next weekend is going to be encouraging. Uh, we do have a guest speaker coming next Saturday, kind of do a class for us. Uh, and and uh, he's been doing a podcast that many of us listen to, uh, Bema, and uh, his name's Marty Solomon. He's going to share some, some scripture with us, some thoughts, and I think it'll be really inspiring and helpful. Uh, I've, I've listened to his podcast that he does uh, throughout the year. It's been really helpful for me just in my walk with God. And I, I hope that you'll be able to make it out next Saturday morning uh, at 10 o'clock. We'll be right here. And uh, so please may open your schedule up. It'll be a great time of learning and digging in the scriptures. So I think that'll help us as we draw near to God uh, as well. So that's our theme uh, this year. Where'd that theme come from? Quite honestly, I got to be honest with you. This time last year, okay, I was a little bit spiritually tired. I don't know if you've ever been there. And I, and I, I couldn't put my finger on it. But when you, my, my role, I, I work for the church. One of the things we have, we have to do, it's not like negative, but we do, we try to put a calendar together. We try to figure out how to get things going for the year. We try to plan ahead. And it's, it's around this time where everything gets totally finalized. And, and January can be this like time of like, okay, let's get the year started. Let's get everybody going. Let's have workshops. Let's get the leaders together. Let's do, and, and, and my heart was like, oh my gosh, if I do that, I might pass out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I, I'm just not there. And, and so this started me on this, this topic, and Tom and I and Lynn, we're all talking to staff, and we just felt like, you know, instead of just like jumping right into the new year and just kind of running, maybe we should approach it differently. Maybe there's a different way to approach the new year. And as you, if you remember, we, we decided to kind of really take some time to pray together and fast and really kind of get ourselves connected to God before we do things for God. And, and that was kind of the mindset of, of why we started out the year. And, and that's where this theme kind of came out of, that, that let's draw near to God, and then that'll produce whatever we need to do for God. Um, and, and that was the mindset. And so in the course of trying to prepare and get ready for the year, 
I, I, I was studying out fasting, and then that study led me to other studies. And, and I ran across this quote in a book that really helped me kind of put a bracket around the year for me. And it's this concept that, you know, in the, in the final analysis, there's nothing we can do to transform ourselves into persons who love and serve uh, as Jesus did, except make ourselves available for God to do that work of transforming grace in our lives. And that just totally gave me a context for the year. It, it, it centered me. It helped me. Yes, I need, to, I need to slow down. We just sang, wait on the Lord, right? You wait on the Lord, and he gives you the strength. He lets you soar. It's not just about what I do, my effort, my working, and how, how good I am at doing this Christian thing. But that's where I was stuck. I feel like that's where I was stuck. I was trying to do the Christian thing with my own power a little bit more than I realized, you know? And I shared this in Gwinnett, and it's not my analogy. I stole it. That's what preachers do. Um, but this is kind of how I felt spiritually, and I think some of you are, are there and have been there. It's just this kind of, I'm a rowboat Christian, you know? It's like, I need to go from here to there. Okay, let me get in my boat and let me start rowing, which is fine. You will get there. Okay, you, it might take a while. You might get really, really tired, right? But I think a lot of us have that mindset. If I'm going to grow spiritually, I better get on my boat and start working. It's up to me. At the end of the day, it's up to my effort. How strong of a rower am I? How good of a rower am I? And that's what's going to get me where I need to go. And that's how I think I was approaching my faith in some respects. Again, I didn't realize it at the time. But I think that led to more fatigue than I, I really understood. And so what happens? Well, how do I get more spiritual? How do I grow in my faith? Well, at some point, well, you got to read more. You got to pray more. You got to share your faith more. You got to do this more, right? You got to row harder. And that's where I was, you know, spiritually. At the end of the day, it came down to me and what I was going to do more than really what God wanted to do in my life through me, right? And I was stuck. And I think some of you are there, too, to be honest with you. I think some of you are stuck, and you're tired, and you don't even know why. <laughs> some of the things that used to inspire you don't even inspire you spiritually anymore. And, and I think it's because you've been rowing so long, you don't realize it. And so this, this metaphor, again, that I didn't make up that I read, it was just helpful. It just talked about there's a different approach to the spiritual life. Drawing near to God, this concept, it's more involved. This, this, this is more of a picture, I think, of what God had in mind. <laughs> You're still, hey, you don't just sit on a sailboat and do nothing. If you're going to go from one place to the other, you still got to kind of, you got to do some work, but you are relying on the power of the wind to get you there. You know that, and if you're in a sailboat, that's your mindset. You know it's not going to be my strength that's going to get me from point A to point B. But I am going to have to figure out how to, how to figure out where the wind is blowing and get myself aligned the right way. So that that power can get me where I need to go. And that was not what I was doing enough of, in my opinion. And I think some of you are stuck in that place. You know, with God's spirit, I think God's spirit, his grace, his power can transform us, can do all kinds of things through us if we wait and make ourselves available for him to do that work, to power us through. And so... That was the mindset, and I, I hope that 
we can all really adopt this in our spiritual walk as we continue. Draw near to God isn't some gimmicky theme, okay, for me. This year, if I look back on this year, in a lot of ways, I feel like I grew tremendously. Am I perfect? No, never will be, but I feel like I've grown. The text that I want to look at is the one we got the theme from. And, it, and it, I wanted to start right where it says draw near to God, but I do feel like what comes before that is very helpful. So let's start there. Adulterers. Gee, Jeff, you didn't really transition very well. That's kind of strong language right there. It's in the Bible, right? Adulterers. Do you not know that friendship with the world means hostility toward God? So whoever decides to be the world's friend makes himself God's enemy. Wait, I thought we were trying to draw near to God. This passage says there's something, there's something going on that keeps us from drawing near to God. In fact, we can become an enemy of God. This word adulterer, when you see the word adulterer in the Bible in this context, obviously this is not the, the physical act of adultery. This, there's something going on here, right? And spiritually, it's just what Israel would do to God over and over again. God makes a covenant with Israel. I'm yours. I've got to be your only God. Israel's like, yep, yep, yep. And then they go and they start doing the practices of the, of the people around them, worshiping other gods. And to God, that's adulterous. <laughs> You've stepped out of our covenant, <laughs> and you're getting your needs met outside of our covenant that we made together. And to God, it's adulterous. That's the, that's the spirit of what he's saying, what James is getting at here. You know, you want to do all these great things for God, but you don't realize the adulterous relationship you have with the quote-unquote the world, right? And it's hard because we live all up in this world. It is a struggle. You want to spend time with God, but man, this world is beckoning you. And I got to be honest with you, there's one thing that just seems to just, just, it's like the manifestation of all the world has to offer is just in this one little device. Think, I mean, honestly, can you relate? Seriously. I struggled with this. I had my great draw near to God plan. I had my Bible in a year on my phone. That was an app. It was awesome. And then I was doing great. And so I turn on my phone and I click on my Bible in a year and I got my journal ready. I'm ready. And then all of a sudden the text would come in. Well, Jeff, just turn off your notifications. I did. <laughs> but then there's something in me. What is that thing in us that we're, we're, we're in with God, but then we reach for the phone to do something different? I can blame it on the phone, but I'm not going to blame it. On, it's something in us. It's not the phone's fault. The phone is just more like the manifestation of the world. It's, it's what the world has to offer. Buy stuff. Make yourself happy. Play a game. Check out. Just escape. You don't have to do anything. Even while you're trying to connect with God. It's, but it's something in us. And I think it's that friendship with the world that we don't even realize is gripping us and pulling us away from God instead of drawing near to God. And that word friendship, it's, it's kind of, this word is sometimes translated love, guys. I mean, it's, the phile, it's that phileo, right? It's, that, it's one of the words that is used for love. So don't just say, oh, friendship, because God wants us to be friends with people in the world. That's not what this passage is getting at, okay? There's a fondness 
that we can have for the world that we don't even realize. And to God, it can create an adulterous situation. The world, that word, it's this human-centered view of the world, right? It's all about the person. It's all about you. It's self-reliance. It's self-independence from God. It's greed, right? It's lust. It's power. That's what this world is all about. And it pulls us in a direction away from God. And Peter's not the only one, or James is not the only one to talk about this, right? We know 1 John. This is one of the, wow, we've read this a million times, too. Same concept. Do not love the world <laughs> or the things in the world, right? Because if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. You can't be drawn near to God if you don't realize how adulterous the relationship the world is. That system that views self above all. Because all that's in the world, the desire of the flesh, self. The desire of the eyes, self. The arrogance produced by material possessions which you can accumulate. It's not from the Father. It's from the world. And the world's passing away with all its desires. But the person who does the will of God remains forever. This is the hard truth that we're faced with. We want to draw near to God, but there's something in us that grabs for what this world has to offer at every step of the way. So what's the solution? Well, it's not some fancy fad. It's not some cool thing. You know what the solution is? You know where the solution is found? In the Bible. And James gets right at it. You know what you need to do? Submit to God. Submit to God. We don't like that word submit. Some cultures actually don't mind the word submit so much. Uh, our culture, I think, might struggle with it a little more. And our, kind of this pull yourself up by the bootstraps, independent kind of, that's just kind of a culture we have. It's not whatever. But submit, whoa, 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 whoa. What does that mean? Put yourself in the proper order under God. That's what it really gets to. <laughs> that's the answer to, to this problem of how do we draw near to God? Well, first of all, submit to him. Put yourself under him, under his lordship. Let him be the Lord. Submit to him. Willingly offer yourself to him. One of the brothers has been encouraging me. He, he, he encouraged, I don't know if challenge is the right word. It was more of a healthy encouragement, a brother I respect and appreciate. And he was like, hey, you know, here's something to try to do is multiple times throughout the day, get on your knees. You know, just get on your knees and, 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 and put your palms up. And keep your eyes open and, and communicate with God. But multiple times throughout the day. Not just in the morning for the quiet time, morning devotion, which is great. But throughout the day. And at first it was like, this is interesting. You know, something different. Is this just a gimmick? Well, you know, we go through all that, right? But something clicked. I don't know what day it was. and I don't know which one it was. But something started. <laughs> something started changing in my heart like I could feel a, a connection throughout my day with God that I hadn't felt before like I'm physically trying to change my my, my body posture but it's also my heart posture and I'm, I felt more of a surrender to God but throughout my day not just in the morning submitting to God surrendering to God letting him God whatever you want to do in me, through me, please have at it. I'm, I'm trying to offer myself to you right now, you know. Some of us don't even listen for God. I mean, you know, I did that for years. Some, I don't even, I wouldn't even take time out of my day to listen for God. What if God's trying to communicate to us? And we're too busy rowing, 
Sorry, God, I'm doing work for you. I don't have time to listen to what you might want me to, to do. So submit to God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Look how quick that is. Sometimes we think sin is so sinister. He just gives like one sentence. I just resist him. He'll flee. What? Is that, is that, is that all? Don't I need like a 10-point plan to defeat Satan? No. Just resist him. Just stand. Just, just don't flow with him. Just resist. And God will help you. <laughs> Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Isn't that beautiful? Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. We don't have time to get into every aspect of this, but cleaning your hands, right, cleansing your hands, this really gets at your your deeds, kind of the hands kind of signify the deeds, right, okay? Purify your heart. That's like more your will, your, your thinking, all of that. And really, you can't do it yourself, you make yourself available to God, submitting to God. Get, you're saying, God, help me. I can't do it on my own. You resist the devil. You, just, you submit to God, and he works through you. He can help cleanse your hands. He can purify your heart. But we got to figure this thing out because, you know, but Jeff, I don't like this scripture because it says grieve, mourn, and weep. You can't fill up the church if that's what you're preaching. No one wants to hear that message. What is James talking about? That's not fun. I don't like that. Hand me my phone so I can play a game so I can escape the reality of that scripture. Let me watch Netflix because I don't, that, that just, that just bug, that bothers me. I don't, that's what people don't like about God. This is why people don't come to church. No, this is the problem with uh, the world doesn't think about eternity. The world's thinking about self and that's what the world is. They don't care about the, anything spiritually deep. No, 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 no. But God's calling you. And what we have to realize is, you know what? We're messed up, okay? Just own it. We're messed up. And, 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 and connect with God on your messed upness, okay? Offer it up to him. I'm really messed up. And look at your life and go, this stinks. I don't want to be this way. And just grieve. The poor, be poor in spirit. Just own it. This stinks. I don't want to be here. Help me, God. This is not who I want to be. You can make me into what you want me to be. So look at your life and where it's come, fallen short. Grieve, mourn. These are the words that prophets used to use in the Old Testament. Turn that, that foolish laughter, which the fool does, kind of that I don't really care about spiritual things or deep things. That's what it's talking about. Like this, this laissez-faire, like whatever, spiritual things don't matter. Don't live like that. Don't just laugh your way through life. Humble yourself. Submit to God, and he will lift you up. He will draw you near to him. All of us are toiling so hard to get close to God. We need to submit to him. He'll draw us near to him. He will. He will. So I pray that we can make ourselves available to God more consistently. And we're going to do another fast together next year. So we're going to do another three-week fast, and we're going to talk more about it, just like we did before. Today is December 1st. You're getting like a month ahead of time. Wow. We're on it this year, are we not, right? And we'll talk more about it. What does it mean to fast? What is that all about? What does it mean to do without something? What does it mean to, with your own body, to say, I don't need what this world has to offer. I can exist just with you, God. Ooh. What does that do for you? How does that help you emotionally, spiritually, physically? 
These are powerful realities that sometimes if we're just laughing through life, <laughs> playing our games, checking out, we don't understand. And we'll be fooling ourselves and never get close to God. But these are some of the things we can do. I just pray that this morning, hopefully you can not see yourself as a rowboat Christian. It's all up to you and what your effort is. Yeah, we provide effort, but the big effort is the power of the Spirit of God. He gets you where you need to be. He transforms you. He cleanses. He purifies. We just make ourselves available to God. And I hope we can see that through the Scripture this morning. Let's go ahead. I'm going to say a prayer for our communion, and we're going to take the Lord's Supper together. Amen? Let's go to God and pray. Father, I'm grateful to be reminded of just submitting to you. Just reminded of Jesus. We spent so much time last month looking at Philippians and just being inspired by the heart of Jesus. That even though he was equal with you, he, he made himself nothing. He, he emptied himself. He submitted to you, Father. And ultimately, you exalted him. You lifted him up. Father, I just pray that we can have that heart. I pray we can make ourselves available to you, just like Jesus did. I pray that we're not filled with pride or filled with what we want out of this world, but that we can have the heart to wait on you so you can renew us, God, and give us the strength we need. What a great example Jesus was for that, to have loud cries and tears that he offered to you to learn by submitting to you, by being reverent to you. And I hope this morning as we take the bread that represents Jesus' body that hung on that cross, I pray that as we drink of this, of this juice that represents his blood that he shed on that cross, that we can remember what it, what it means to submit, that we don't have to go through that pain, but we still need to die to ourselves every day. And ultimately, that's how we truly live. Help us to remember that even now in this moment and help us to bring you glory through our lives. In his name, amen.